0: Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Hello and welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily and I'm going to be here today talking to you about endings the magic of endings, the avoidance of endings, the uncomfortableness of endings, but also the joy in endings and the freedom in endings. And all of this is really inspired by this time of year, this time of year where we have just moved through the third harvest of Samhain, this time of year where we honor our ancestors, our beloved dead, those that have come before, those who have already transitioned from this life into the next. It is a time when everything is getting colder and darker here in the Northern Hemisphere. Most of us have put our gardens to bed or are bringing in the last little stragglers that are still hanging on the vine. Um, It is a time of harvest for the grapes, uh, which I believe are just, just wrapping up here in Northern California. So it's there are a lot of things that are dying away this time of year. All the leaves are falling from the trees, and they're turning into mulch on the ground. The grass, well, here the grass is actually starting to grow again after uh, having no rain for for eons. It seems we finally had some rain, and suddenly everything's growing, which is not what I ever expect to see this time of year. But it is, and it's um it's kind of lovely, uh, and a little confusing, but but lovely nonetheless. But today, I really wanted to take this season, this, this shift that's happening as we're moving closer to winter, this ending of the warm time, that ending of the longer days as we're moving so much closer to that shortest day of the year and that longest night, and to really talk about how endings work for us, how they don't work for us. We come from a culture that is trying to avoid ending so often at all costs. um, People are afraid to to leave, to say goodbye. You might think right now of yourself or somebody else that you know who snuck out of a party to avoid a goodbye or sent a text message to cancel or uh, even break up with someone. This is something uh, that I hear a lot from teenagers and even adults uh, in my work as a therapist is these really... Kind of intense breakups that happen via text message instead of communicating face to face. We are uncomfortable with endings for a variety of reasons. Letting go, releasing, ending something, all of that can be liberating and it can be terrifying. It can feel great for us, but we might recognize it feels bad for someone else. Or it can feel bad for us even when it feels great for someone else. We don't get a lot of practice in life at how to say goodbye, I want to say appropriately, but I don't really think that's the right word, but how to say goodbye in a way that honors and, yeah, acknowledges whatever it is we're saying goodbye to. We also come from a culture where, uh, you know, endings are not honored always as much as beginnings are. An example of this might be the way that we revere youth, but not so much age, not so much the wisdom that comes with living an entire life. In fact, we have an entire beauty industry that has built itself on telling us that getting old is ugly and wrong uh, and that we should be trying to avoid that, including going so far as to alter our bodies to be able to maintain our youthful glow and appearance. Now, I don't buy into that personally. I think there's massive value in in aging and in the wisdom that comes with aging and in connecting with our elders um, and in connecting with our youth. I think the more bridges we create through the generations, the more we all benefit in so many ways. But our culture avoids it, avoids aging, avoids death. You know, how often do we talk about death? Not that often. Now, as I'm getting older and more and more people that I know have passed um, and more and more people that I know are dealing with the loss of a loved one or ailing loved ones, the more common those conversations become. But there is still a discomfort that can come from those conversations and people not really knowing how to sit with that energy of loss. Whether it's because it makes us face our own mortality, or whether it's because we don't want to deal with our own grief or or fear our own de- grief, excuse me, or don't really know don't really know how to respond or how to support someone. You know, there's lots of reasons that we avoid this topic, but it happens a lot. So I want to talk today a little bit about the value in honoring these different stages, the value in honoring endings, and the value in letting go. Uh, And and within that, there is magic. You know, we talk a lot about cycles and magic, the cycles of the seasons, the cycles of the moon the endings and the beginnings and the endings and the beginnings and how it loops back over and over again. And it's actually one of the things I love the most about my magical practice is the way that I tune into all of that and it cycles through and cycles through. But I think it becomes easy to forget or get cast aside that within endings, there is space for something new to begin. And that sometimes. In order to find that space for that something new to begin, we have to move through something like an ending that has potential to be painful. And that feeling grief and sadness and loss aren't necessarily bad things. They actually can create a state of grace that we can find a lot of wisdom and growth within. So in honor of this Samhain season, let's talk a little bit about endings Let's talk a little bit about letting go. Why do we hold on? There's so many reasons. You could ask yourself that right now. Why do I hold on to things? What answer do you give yourself? I'm afraid of loss. I love this thing. I don't want to let it go. It makes me unhappy, but it's what I know and it's familiar and the unknown is really scary. Those are just a few answers. I'm sure there's a myriad more where those came from. But just sitting with the simple fact that letting go of something can be hard, it can lead us to stay stuck in the perpetual movement forward instead of the letting go and creating space that can come when we end something. So, a good example of this is if you're stuck in a job that you really don't like, but you think, I don't want to start a new job. I don't know what it'll be like. What if I don't make as much money? What if I don't like the people I work with? What if it's harder? What if I hate my boss? What if, what if, what if? Well, we don't know. We don't know the answer to all the what ifs. But what we do know is that what's happening right now is making us unhappy. So, by ending that job, by walking away, which is scary, not going to lie, it can be real scary, but it creates an opening for something new to come in. And we don't know what that something is. And sometimes that fear of the unknown is enough to keep us stuck. But when we're stuck, our energy becomes stuck. When we're holding on to something, we're not allowing for movement. And when we're not allowing for movement, there's no room for change. There's no room for transformation and there's no room for growth. There's no room for those new goodies to make their way into your life because it's filled up with some funk. So letting go of things and being willing to face an ending actually is in your benefit. (laughs) Trust me. I know when I lay it out like this, you're probably like, well, duh. But when you're in it and you're feeling that feeling of stuckness, it's really hard to think about actually letting go, actually taking that step. The other thing that happens when we hold on to something for whatever reason, whether it's because we love it so much or it makes us uncomfortable and we're afraid of the unknown or whatever other reason you can come up with for holding on to something, when we hold on to something, we create a contraction in our bodies. Take a minute and just contract all your muscles like you're holding on to something really, really tight and just feel what that contraction feels like and then let go. Relax. And feel the spaciousness that fills your body in that moment. It's that spaciousness that we're looking for. When we let go, we feel an opening. Now, often, letting go also has a little bit of grief involved. And grief can create contractions. But grief comes in waves. And it ebbs and flows just like the tide It will come in, it can knock us down, it can bring us to our knees. There's a contraction in that, but there's also a surrender in that. And as we move through the cycle of grief and we move through those waves that come in and out, we create more space. Every time that tide goes back out, we create more space inside of ourselves for something new to come in. Not that we're replacing the thing we're grieving but we're open to new experiences, we're open to new love, we're open to everything when we let ourselves move through the experience instead of contracting around it and holding it. So how do we make these endings magical or how are they magical in and of themselves? Well, I was just talking about cycles and in that way, honoring and acknowledging the cycle of receiving and releasing, welcoming, and saying goodbye. That all tunes into the cyclical nature of being. And that is magic at the root, right? That is that connection to source. That is the practice of being in rhythm with the seasons, with the earth, with the cosmos. But beyond that, we can also bring ritual into these endings, and into beginnings too, but for the purpose of today's talk, (laughs) we'll talk about endings. Uh, We can bring ritual into these endings. And within that ritual, we can call in different energies that we want to acknowledge, honor, different energies we might want to release. And we can do it with intention, which gives it more power. It's going back to that job idea. What if you're wanting to leave a job? And maybe when you go to leave that job, you create a ritual for yourself around it. Maybe it's a cord cutting ritual and you cut those energetic ties to that work that you were doing. Maybe it's a ritual of self-love, acknowledging that this is not nourishing me. This is not helping me. And to do that, I have to do something different. How can I nourish myself? What do I want to call in here? How, what have, what are the things that this job has given me? So to also honor, even when something's no longer serving us, there's a reason we stuck it out so long. There's a reason that it came into our lives. So what are the things that we are learning from that job in this analogy? Uh, What are the things that we have been gifted because of that work? and you can create a ritual in whatever way works for you and whatever ritual means to you maybe maybe you take stones and you write words on them and you leave them out in the in the wilderness so words of things that you're letting go of as you let go of this job maybe you write on the stones the things that you're grateful for and the things that you honor and acknowledge And you leave those outside, the elements, to allow that energy to disperse. Maybe you write things down on bay leaves and you burn them. Maybe you take a cleansing bath. Maybe you take a cleansing bath at the full moon and you allow yourself the weeks between the full moon and the new moon to just shed a little bit every day of the tension, of the stress, And when the new moon comes, you do another ritual and you call in the things you're wanting to fill that space with. We can bring our magical practice into every element of our lives and endings are just one of those things. But endings also carry their own energy with them. There is a beauty in an ending I think about this often, you know, in in being a therapist for years, I've had all kinds of endings with clients. And I've had clients who've come in and we've really shared a moment and we've talked and had, you know, gratitude for each other and talked about the experience together. And I've had the clients who just never come back when we're getting near our ending point. And, you know, it's it's not always easy to sit in the sadness or the discomfort or even the joy of an ending. It's not always easy to stay in connection when you're feeling your feelings. That's true and totally real. <laughs> but there is really powerful medicine in being able to be present for that experience, to be, be able to be fully immersed in an ending you know when when if you ever have the experience to be with someone as they're dying there is something really powerful in in being with someone as they're leaving their earthly body and in recognizing that someday we will all have that experience and wouldn't we want someone to be with us in that moment to hold that space to say that goodbye I remember there was a painting uh, that I learned about at some point in college called Sleep and His Half-Brother Death. And I remember thinking how closely related both of those things are and how you know, sleep is this ultimate surrender that we have in life, this ultimate letting go. Um, and death is the one that comes after that, right? So sleep is the one that happens and we wake up the next day and we're back in our lives. Death is the one where this chapter closes and it's over. And I just think about how sleep is often a time when, if you think about little kids, they fight it, you know. And if you are a parent, you know what I'm talking about. Or if you've spent much time around children, <laughs> there is this this like fighting, this sort of pushing back that happens uh, for many children when sleep comes, whether it's because they don't want to miss something or because their body's like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to let go, I don't want to surrender. Um, but But there is this difficulty that we have even then of sinking down and letting go. So what would happen if this became a practice? What if you took five minutes every day to let go? If you're like, what are you even talking about? (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) But it might look like every day you think about things that you are energetically releasing it might be that for five minutes every day, you lay down and you let your body go in corpse pose in savasana. You just lay there and, and release, surrender, let go. Acknowledge that goodbye, that goodbye of that moment, because every moment we're saying goodbye to, really, we can't hold on to any one moment for longer than that moment. That's what being in presence is all about. That's what life is all about. Whew, I'm getting all philosophical. Sorry, folks. Uh, let me reel that back in here real quick. The main lesson here in all of this is that endings are just as important as beginnings. And making room for them and acknowledging them is also really important. In addition, when we hold on to things for whatever reason that are no longer serving us, we're actually doing ourselves a disservice. And when we avoid saying goodbye, we really miss out on very intimate moments, whatever that goodbye might look like. And maybe you're trying to miss out on intimate moments. Don't get me wrong. We're not we're not all feeling that all the time. But certain goodbyes definitely deserve some acknowledgement, some energy, some connection around them. When you pull the death card in the tarot, you might find yourself going, oh my God, this is horrible. Something, Somebody's going to die. Something's going to end. And yes, something is probably going to end. Or something is ending. Or it's time to look at what might need to end. But it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It makes space for something new to come in. So as we traverse this time of year, as we move deeper and deeper into the darkness and into the shadows... I invite you to begin to excavate the things that are no longer serving you, to create a warm and safe and cozy cave within self as we move through the winter, as we move toward the winter and then through the winter, carving out some space for you, taking those extra moments to say goodbye and to acknowledge the endings, as well as the beginnings. Be well, everyone. Keep it magical. I'll see you next week. Hey, wise ones. Is there something you've been wanting to learn about, hear about, understand a little more in the magical realm? If yes, drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net or message us on Facebook at wisewomanwitchery or on Instagram at Wise Witchery. However you decide to reach out, we would love to hear from you, and we're always open to your suggestions and your feedback. Thanks so much for tuning in and being a part of our community. Thanks so much for listening to Witch Next Door. If you like what you hear, you can click the Anchor Support link in the description of this podcast. And if you want to help other people like you find us, you can do that by... You can rate us, you can review us, or you can subscribe. Right? Yeah. And You could do all those things. You could just <laughs> click the little stars, you know, and give us like some gold stars and a little comment. Yeah. How was this for you? You know, whatever. Love it. I totally love it. it. That way people who are checking out podcasts will be like, Hmm, that Veronica and Emily sound like an interesting listen. I think i'll pop over there or wow they're off the hook we'll go listen to them those people can't stop laughing this <laughs> must be so, there must be something good here i could use a good laugh yeah. anyway so do that please we'd appreciate it it does help other people find our podcast and uh and then we also really love to hear from you so if you have feedback that's another way to get it to us uh you can also always write us at Woman witchery at sonic.net